0: Wait, do you have an opening?
1: Uh I mean do I, I I don't have I don't have an intro or anything ready.
0: Oh. Oh, I okay, sorry. I have an I have, I have a I have an I have an opening right here. Um
1: <clears throat> Oh, yeah. And
0: it reads, okay. You two, Truman and Landon, have been invited to watch and record an episode on the spiral staircase. Ooh. There will be intrigue. There will be duplicity. Oh. There might even be murder. <gasps> but above all, there will definitely be confusion. Enjoy yourselves. Make yourself at home, and we are all thinking of you, thinking of you back in Home Improvement Land, with love always. The Grunt Creep.
1: Oh well, that's really sweet. But look, we we've, we'd better get going if we're gonna follow, him, uh, take off on his request. Because I just heard there's a huge, huge storm coming in, and uh, I think we need to we need to get to that movie before it before it hits and knocks out all the power and the lights. <laughs> Maybe we're not alone here. Too many secrets. Judd Nelson, Nicolette Sheridan, The Spiral Staircase, a world premiere movie, coming Sunday, April second. Everything will be fine.
0: <laughs> Truman, I I hope you start this episode with uh. Okay, here here. Uh, I mean I'm mean, gonna give you fully effects theater. Okay. Uh, more. Um, okay. Good. We've this, already had this, a lot. Let's start with uh um okay uh, a howling wind okay, okay. I mean you, you this is me talking to you Truman the editor so I'm expecting you to put these in in post. I'm just okay. doing it now so I don't have to download new sound
1: effects I'm super lazy. <laughs> okay,
0: there's the howling wind and then uh, the beating the rapping of of <laughs> rain. <laughs> oh oh I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry oh sorry, rapping of rain against the windows. Yeah, yeah. the the crackling and then slamming a thunder <laughs> and then a shot rings out I mean <laughs>
1: followed by a scream ah! <laughs> I'm I'm getting I'm getting less into the bit as it goes on so maybe I will just download these sound effects <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Truman um
0: we're here to talk about the spiral staircase from the year 2000 a uh made for tv movie um that originally broadcast on the fox network despite <laughs> if you've watched this on youtube like i did uh it's saying cbs action in the corner yeah.
1: well i think because that's the that's the british uh tv station that shows shitty american content i think that was that was the name uh, of where it wound up airing where this rip is taken excuse from excuse me
0: you say shitty
1: did you see what was going to be playing after this movie <laughs> Wait, I did see what, what is it? What the the fat man and something or other solves the well, murder. Well,
0: there's uh, Jake and the Fat Man. An episode oh. of Jake and the Fat Man is coming up, but um, that is sandwiched between this movie and Michelle Yeoh in The Silver Mask.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, the the movie Silver Hawk, but yeah, she's wearing a mask that that covers. It's probably the the most ineffective superhero mask of all. It's like a chrome mask <laughs> that outlines her <laughs> eyes, but that it covers her forehead and the top of her ha- or the beginning of her hairline. So if you identify people based on foreheads, you will have no idea who this mysterious heroine is.
0: Listen, it's Michelle Yeoh. You don't need more than that. She could do whatever she wants.
1: Yes, exactly. She she's ev- she is everything everywhere all at once, including in a end credits promo uh, <laughs> for the spiral staircase on British television. Are we gonna Are we gonna recap the movie backwards, starting with end credits promos uh, maybe, and then talking maybe about we, the font for
0: the credits? Maybe, maybe we should because it might help make this movie make more sense to me. I have a lot to say about the history of this and how it plays into this iteration of it. Yes. Um, but before we do, I just want to talk a little bit about how I, why not how I found this movie. I found this movie because I was looking up home improvement uh, movies, like going through the cast and looking at what they've done. And yeah, I, it was just, the, just like
1: the tireless hunt for content, anything for us to talk about. <laughs> Searching late into the night.
0: Well, I mean, it's October now, and I wanted to do something a little spooky. And so I was—I I ran it by you. You didn't want to do The Rage Carry 2, in which Ty- Zachary Ty Bryan plays maybe five minutes of it and I- does get killed.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I said only if he gets killed by falling into a river. That then then it's acceptable because that's okay. that's a worthwhile investigation I don't, of the boys falling into rivers in movies. I don't, th-
0: I don't think there are rivers running through that particular high school. Unfortunately, rivers of blood maybe.
1: What we'll, we'll, nev- Does we'll that never we'll never know because I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I didn't okay, want to watch Landon's horror movie. So in exchange, he I wake up on a Saturday morning to a text with a link to this YouTube video. <laughs> this is what we're watching.
0: <laughs> well, and so let me tell you, I was excited because I didn't, I was not aware, A, of this movie's existence, and B, that Debbie Dunning is in it, um, and yeah. when I saw it, I got so excited because I love, love the first Spiral Staircase movie in 1946, mm-hmm. um, and the- so to know that there was a, an update of it, I, at first I was like, is Debbie Dunning going to be playing Helen the Mute Girl? because <laughs> uh, that would be amazing she doesn't
1: no, no, sadly sadly, we don't get to see debbie <clears throat> dunning's uh kind of mime skills her her take on the shape of water, so to speak. um yeah, so I'm assuming because this is my first experience with uh the spiral staircase franchise. and so is it kind of like a fast and the furious thing where where each <laughs> movie just like escalates and gets becomes more yeah. and more and more? like is the spiral staircase in this one like did they have better spiral staircase technology in 2000 for that special effect than they did in 1946 for the original
0: sadly no (laughs) it's it's gotten worse over time this movie makes no sense uh and it deviates in big ways from um the the 1946 version
1: um, t- tell, tell me, tell me briefly if you can about the, the 1946 <clears throat> version. Is this a classic film? I'm I'm, I'm it, it, but you've actually yeah. seen
0: it. It's directed by Robert Siad, Siad Mac, uh mm. which is one part of a brother duo. The other being Kurt Siadmak, who t- I would say together basically created the the roots of modern horror. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Siad, uh, si- Siad Mac, uh would eventually go on to become uh, an executive and um greenlight a lot of projects uh Kurt Siodmak would go on to write things like um uh the wolfman and mm-hmm. uh donovan's brain which is a novel that was turned into a um, sci-fi movie mm-hmm. uh the original spiral staircase from 1946 uh is very i mean outside of just being a remarkably great movie with awesome performances it it it, it originated, though there is some debate about this, it originated the Killer's Perspective camera, which mm-hmm. would then become so popular in slasher cinema uh, many decades
1: later. Okay, I'm I'm looking at a still from the movie right now featuring the, the uh, spiral staircase, and, I mean, it looks nice, but the spiral staircase in this movie seems to be much tighter spiral and uh, steeper and taller, so that might be one way that that uh, this made-for-TV Fox family channel movie I think maybe even <clears throat> exceeds this this work of kind of old Hollywood mastery.
0: <laughs> I don't know, because the original didn't have this sort of Brahms the boy hidden, you know, in the walls sort of world in the manner that we're talking about, in the mansion. Yeah. So the spiral staircase in the original is more prominent throughout, and I think plays a much more intercultural role thematic role I mean like this one is just like at a certain point you go into a wall and there's a spiral staircase in there and it's just like kind of indicative that there's this whole hidden side to the family but the spiral staircase in the original is kind of thematic in that there's this twisty turning tail and you don't know basically head from tails a lot of the time
1: i I have to say, yeah, for a movie called The Spiral Staircase, this movie has a shockingly low amount of actual <laughs> spiral staircase content. i I mean, yeah. like I know that and the movie Aliens, to be fair, does not show you an alien until more than halfway through the <laughs> runtime. But at least that movie, they're like, thinking about aliens a lot and talking about yeah. them and the concept is there this movie has really yeah the spiral staircase means nothing the spiral staircase is basically a prop <laughs> that got the entire movie named it's, after it
0: it's a it's a set piece for the climax for sure
1: uh um, yes Sh- speaking speaking of should i should i deviate i'm realizing to maybe explain what this movie is about Yeah, and then I'll finish with my brief history of the of the story. Yes, this is the way that people like to have they like to get a little bit of history, they then like to get the synopsis that probably should have happened within the first minute of the podcast, really. Oh well. And then they like to get the other half of synopsis. But this is this is fine. (laughs) It's like it's like jazz, you know. Um Helen Campbell, a mute woman who hasn't spoken since the death of her parents many years ago, takes a job as a nurse for Emma Warren, a wealthy bedridden old woman who lives in a mansion on a secluded island. When Emma's skeevy son Stephen comes to visit with his new girlfriend, a massive storm traps everyone on the island. All while a mysterious serial killer begins murdering guests at the house one by one. <sighs> okay, I'm into the sound effects again. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, you know, it's um, uh, it's basically a locked mansion kind of spooky yeah. gothy uh, murder mystery. And I mean gothic in the sense of like literature, not uh, you know, black eye shadow or anything. <laughs> Although Debbie Dunning wears uh, that's, black that's smoky. for a, lo- that's a smoky, lot of the movies. Okay. Okay, but so what? Yes, tell, tell me more about the history of this movie now that people know what kind of movie we're talking about.
0: Okay, yeah. So it's based on um, one main book, uh, which is called Some Must Watch by Ethelina White, though it takes that book didn't have the whole mute aspect to it. That, that aspect was taken from another story at another time uh, that goes uncredited. Um, the original has just some of the most fantastic performances. Uh, Dorothy McGuire as Helen is like, and I want to mention this now, even though I'm spoiling a little bit of the movie that we're going to be talking about, just so that I don't have to keep referencing this movie, the original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and, and this is true also of the other, well, okay. So I haven't seen, cause it's very elusive. There's another TV made for TV movie called, the spiral staircase, starring um, Elizabeth Montgomery, who we all know from um, as you know, uh Bewitched, and oh, yes, Lillian, course, yes. Lillian Gish as the uh bedridden woman, uh Mrs. Warren. There was a actual uh theatrical movie produced um, in nineteen seventy-four or five, uh depending on where you're looking, starring Jacqueline Bissett as Helen and Christopher Plummer as as uh, Dr. Sherman, and um, playing Stephen is, yes, that's right, John Philip, quote, Mr. Diabolique himself, Law. Oh, hello. Okay, now I'm on board. (laughs) All right. Yeah, and that movie also, um, so the the character in the movie we're talking about today is called Rachel, this kind of matronly uh, uh, housemaid. Yeah. Uh, In the 1974 version... She was played by Elaine Stritch, who we might remember oh, yeah. from doing
1: Soul Man uh, yeah, this uh, season. Uh, yeah, who we might remember from 30 Rock. where and she 30 was, Rock, yes. Yes, uh, you know, iconic role as Jack Donaghy's mom. Um, okay, okay, so that's this, cool. Yeah,
0: this is a story that keeps getting told again and again. And the point I was going to make is that um, in both the 1974-5 slash version and the original in 1946, the... the arc of the character helen and the moment at which she finally speaks because it's all psychosomatic in her head um are both like so much more effective which is <laughs> not saying too
1: much here yeah, uh, yes I- i've seen 15 second long commercials that are more emotionally impactful than the moment at which the <laughs> woman who's been silent for the entire movie speaks her first <laughs> words uh in yeah. the spiral staircase 2000
0: it, it has an emotional impact when Dorothy McGuire does it in 1946, but it has a thematic impact in the 1974 version, because uh, it's like, she speaks the words into the telephone as she's calling the cops uh, to save everybody, um, and it, like ends with her first words like the it rolled the credits and it was like it, it makes it such a much more impactful moment
1: yeah this um, moment was really impactful when my my palm came to rest against my forehead at <laughs> at her her mumbling the words into the phone and us just then going to them getting airlifted out of the movie <laughs> To continue uh, talking about the very end of the movie, there is some really good Jurassic Park style, load everybody up onto a helicopter and fly them out yeah. of this thing. We're done. I, I I love when a movie ends with everybody getting on a helicopter and leaving. Watch some credits. We're done with you. Oh, dear Lord. Um,
0: I will also say that, uh, and this is the last point I'll make about the original in 1946, um, it garnered a Oscar nominee uh, actress or for Best Actress. An Oscar nomination for Best Actress, yes. uh for Ethel Barrymore. That's Drew Barrymore's grandmother, wow. um, for playing Mrs. Warren, the mm. the bedridden
1: uh, matriarch. I mean, and and was she also sending uh, fax messages down to the kitchen in the original <laughs> 1946 version? Because I'd, I'd give her not, the Oscar right now. <laughs> believe it or not, her. uh, her laptop was even
0: thicker than the ones in this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, it was just, you know, you had to operate a sewing machine uh, uh, pedal to get it to go.
0: Okay, so that that's my my brief history of The Spiral Staircase. Do you want to talk a little bit about the movie we watched? I want to maybe start here. Oh, okay. How did you feel about this movie?
1: Um, I would say... Uh, with all due respect to everyone involved in every iteration of this movie that uh this version of the fu- the spiral staircase uh felt to me like a cinemax erotic thriller except without Ooh. the eroticism or the thrills <laughs> okay um because you know this is a... I, this this is a movie that is shot on video it is very mm. poor sound quality uh not I would say great performances uh not a I lot will... of budget I
0: will and it, interject and say, I don't think it was shot on video. I think it was shot on film, but it, the version we watched on YouTube had been duped from so many different versions of recording it off a of TV that it looks like video. Uh,
1: okay, it's a, a movie that that looks like it was shot on video, which is <laughs> somehow okay, even right. sadder than a movie shot on video. <laughs> uh, they, they spent money on film, which is not cheap, and it looks like this. <laughs> not that Not that slightly better film grain or clarity would have, like, saved uh this movie Um, but no it's just that the everything about it it just kind of feels like like there's this paper thin murder plot that's basically an afterthought in the movie and like like it would make sense to have a plot this thin if the movie were just a flimsy pretext for a bunch of like sex scenes by candlelight Mm. or like you know girls in 90s flouncing around or something but this is a movie made for a family channel so it's very austere (laughs) in a lot of ways but also still Feels weirdly horny for something that's supposed to be on, uh, family <laughs> well, TV. I
0: that's, think that's the 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 kind of fundamental aspect of this movie, and and why this version doesn't work is that it is very much a you know uh, watcher you know through a peephole sort of vibe. Um, yeah, and. I guess I, I don't want to keep coming back to the 46 version, but I, there are some big deviations that this film takes from the original and all the other iterations that I, I'm i not ready to reveal just yet, but what you're describing can be ascribed specifically to this adaptation versus the previous ones because the other ones feel a lot tighter in their their arc and the, the mystery at hand. Uh, this one feels like, in adapting it and making the changes that they've made, Somehow, made it so much thinner.
1: <laughs> I, but they they kept the scene in the 1946 one where where there's a lady in a bikini and everyone commenting on how she, good she looks in the bikini, right? Like Dorothy McGuire is like spilling spilling an entire that, pitcher of iced tea onto onto her luscious uh, uh, sun tanned body. Like that stayed unfortunately,
0: in. Unfortunately, no. Uh, Rhonda Fleming plays a uh, Blanche. Was the character's name in the Blanche. original and. Uh, no, she, she was a, a writer, Um, so, like, they, they took more autonomy away from that character. I, this film wasn't the first to do it, though. They did that a little bit in the 1974 version, where that one has much more of, like, a, a almost an Italian, you know, cosmic, cosmopolitan, people at leisure vibe to
1: it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to as opposed to this kind of uh, extreme wilderness with the uh, with the rich folk vibe. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. All I'm thinking about now, based on Wall Street on... in the wilderness. Yes, <laughs> the, the the three Ws. What else can you do? Um... <laughs> but all I'm thinking about now since I, uh, since I found out that Blanche was the original name of Debbie Dunning's character is thinking about how much better it would be if Blanche from golden girls, if we had Rue Mclanahan oh my God, yes, was, was playing the Debbie Dunning role because that is totally something that Blanche would get up to is like, Oh, he's, Oh yeah, he probably is a sociopath, but all the, all the nicest men I've known are, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know with no disrespect to Debbie Dunning, who I realize her involvement with this movie is why we watched the movie. But I, I mean, this, this, this this could have been McClassed up a lot. Uh, yeah, but okay. But so yeah. T- top top line is this is just a a really ropey kind of. Uh, yeah, it just it just felt like it was. It either needs to be more horny or it needs to be less horny and focus on the mystery. But it's in this weird <laughs> nether realm like yeah. uh, that, that is not good. Like this could uh, be a perfectly I, competent Skinemax movie.
0: I agree. Uh, although I would use like this would be. So much more fun, uh, if it were like leaning into the camp as opposed to just being, you know, uh, trying to to put forth some sort of serious. I, this this has like, and we'll get into it when we reveal the k- killer. But this has like kind of the the year two thousand, late nineties, early two thousands, like aggro male vibes to it and Mm -hmm. that comes into the the camera work a little bit which is just really aggressively dutch angled and Mm -hmm. push-ins and the the change that they made in the killer that's the big
1: dutch angles so much that's just you know i love to get together (laughs) with my boys slam a few beers tilt the camera 45 degrees to give a sense that something is off (laughs) turn on a nascar Uh, race
0: yeah, anyway, that takes away some of the fun of the camp of it. And um, I don't know, it's still dumb. And, you know, like there's a comfort level when that comes to these murder mysteries, uh, especially if
1: it's in a locked room and a dark and stormy night is happening around them. I. I mean, look, it does sound cozy as hell to be stuck in a mansion during a really big storm. It just—it would be nice if people weren't dying when it <laughs> happened, you know. I, the, yeah, I really, you know, I—it rained one. It's rained one time in the past six months. So some some aspects of this were actually quite <laughs> aspirational for me.
0: Um, um, what okay, were your well, how about this? To this, though? Oh, okay. Like,
1: did you have any? Well, I, yeah, I don't know uh, how much more to add beyond
0: what I just said, but um, I, I had a good time watching this. Uh, it was. Not good by any means, but, you know, I watched this on a Sunday afternoon and it was like,
1: you know, I could have done a thousand things worse (laughs) with my time. You Um, you also you also could have gone to church, Landon, so you could have done one thing better. No, no, I don't. You have short circuited my brains. One too many things to comment on with that sentiment. Society is broken because men would rather stay home from church on a Sunday to watch a movie where Debbie Dunning is in a bikini (laughs) Uh, getting iced tea spilled on her, then uh, then talk about the Lord. That's all I'm saying. Um,
0: so I don't know. I it's not good. I would not have watched it had it not been for us doing a home improvement podcast and looking underneath every single stone to find content to do. But I, I enjoyed my time for what it was worth. Um, I will not watch it again, even though it's playing in the background while we're recording. Um, yeah, that, that's that's where I fall on it. Um, it could be improved in almost every aspect. And yes, the thing is I, okay. So I went to see the invitation last night and I just want to make a quick parallel here where the invitation is a 2022 movie, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) about a woman who does a kind of ancestry.com sort of deal and finds out she has, um, family in England that she is related to, um, uh, this guy who seeks out his own relatives to give to a uh, vampire mm-hmm. uh, in order for, the, for protection for and, his and family. You, and you thought your family was crazy. I know. And, okay, so I, I want to go into a whole synopsis of that. But the point is, that movie was awful. Um, mm-hmm. But I was in a bad mood and it cheered me up because it succeeded in doing exactly what it was intended to. Um, it was like a CW style high camp, you know, high emotion teenage vampire movie. Yeah. And I had a good time with that. And the same can apply here. I, I had a good time with this, but it was awful.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to watch to just think about think about how this movie you know th- yeah all of the circumstances that led to this being made are fascinating to me the people who said you know what we really need to <laughs> we need to make something we have a d- <laughs> we have a deal to make 90 minutes yeah. of content for fox family w- w- what and do, in, what in do in both we got cases
0: i i don't i don't begrudge any of the filmmakers or cast in no. either of the in the invitation or this movie it's like if i were judd nelson
1: and i got you know offered this role i would have said yes as well if, if, if you know? I were if I were Nicolette Sheridan, who plays Helen, the protagonist in this movie, who has no lines to learn and doesn't really have to do anything other than walk into scenes, be pretty and either look confused or scream and run away. You, I mean, you have to hit your marks. I, I would learn. I would stay up late and and put down duct tape on my floor so that I could so I could hit them perfectly, because if that's all I have to do, that is that is money well earned. just hang hang out hang out in a in a castle type mansion and look one of two ways great yeah but no i despite that god bless everybody who worked on this i don't it's just um the the end product is as laughable as some of the uh horror web series that i worked on a few years ago that are somehow, (laughs) somehow still floating around on facebook watch Okay, um, so yeah. we're almost thirty minutes into this episode already. I think uh, what we need to do, since
0: this is a murder mystery, we need to go through the cast of characters real quick. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, you. We've already talked a little bit about Helen, the blind or I'm sorry, blind, the the mute woman. <laughs> yes, uh, she's blonde. So she is one, one blonde. Letter off. Yes. Okay, so Nicolette Sheridan of uh, Desperate Housewives. I'm, I'm sorry, Beverly Hills Ninja Fame. Um, <laughs> She plays Helen. Uh, she is mute because of a traumatic event in her past. Um, yes, when her parents died. Her parents died. Uh, in the 1975 version, <laughs> she, that, they that's have a when her parents very died. vicious flashback, and it was her husband and her daughter that died. And we see that they die in a fire. Like it's a very like grotesque sort of sequence. Um, that I think could have elevated this movie, but. That's neither here nor there.
1: Yeah, well, in, yes, in this movie, it's something we just, you know, it's basically mentioned directly to her by some kindly old man who's her caretaker, telling her that, hey, maybe maybe <laughs> if you go and and are a nurse for an old lady, that will help you not be a mute after your parents died. Like, yeah. basically, this that might was, help you.
0: That was her doctor, uh, and she was in a sort of sanatorium, or sanitarium. Uh, oh, yeah. I, Again, I, there are details in this that you just don't pick up on.
1: Yeah, that that was a surprise. I thought she was on a golf course. I thought she were like <laughs> they might have filmed it on one. I, I thought I thought it was sort of a caddyshack situation. I guess wasn't there a <laughs> wasn't there a gopher dancing?
0: <laughs> well, it's weird because she's already there, kind of serving people. Uh, she's serving two chatty old women um, who you know just have the worst exchange back and forth to each other. Anyway, uh, so, okay, there's, um, there's Helen, uh, we move on to the family in which he's going to help serve, yeah. which is, uh, rounded out by Judd Nelson as mm-hmm. the eldest brother, Philip. Yes. Uh, Alex MacArthur playing the, uh, I think you called him Skeevy.
1: He's um, Skeevy. He's, he's the skeeviest dude who's ever skeeved, at least as far as this movie's concerned. He's Skeevy he Fletcher. uh, yeah.
0: Playing Steven. Yeah, above ground swimming pool heath ledger, yes. <laughs> there is uh Steven's girlfriend that he met one month ago in London, uh named Danny or Danielle, played by Debbie Dunning. Woo! The Woo! matriarch of the <laughs> the family, uh Holland Taylor plays Emma. Mm-hmm. There is the wait staff or the the house staff, which is Rachel. Uh she is played by Christina Jetsembreska. Yeah, I don't know if that, I said that right. Yeah, it sounds right. I, th- I think you got the, it. the drunk um, <laughs> cook. I think she is. Uh, yeah, named she's the Sarah cook. Uh, played by Dol- uh, Dolores Drake. The gardener uh, is played uh, named Bobby, played by David Storch. And I'm there's a few more people, but I'm just gonna say one more, which is uh, uh, the sheriff who comes to investigate and gets stuck in the house with them. Uh, is Sheriff Bell played yes. by William McDonald? I want to yes. say. When we're introduced to his character, he pulls up in his uh, sheriff patrol car, and it says, Sheriff, Jimmy Bell, right there on his door. (laughs) And what's funny to me is that this character is modeled after a character that's just called Constable in the original movie. And Constable in the 1946 version is played by James Bell. So a little little throwback to to the original.
1: I I just like that we watched... We've just watched two different movies about tough-as-nails Southern sheriffs, and neither one of them, despite their larger-in-life personalities, decided to put their actual name on the side of their squad cars. So I think, I think Sheriff yeah. Jimmy Bell just big-dicked uh, Alden Rockwell <laughs> and all the county line boys. <laughs> To give a vibe
0: of uh, Sheriff Jimmy Bell, he's kind of got Andy from Twin Peaks Vibes to me, like Andy with twin Pe- Andy of Twin Peaks Vibes with a
1: mustache. I, it, look, I have so I have so much to say about Sheriff Bell's police work, but I feel like I don't know, <laughs> is now the time to talk about it or or how how do you want to accomplish things? Because I also actually, oh yeah. Talking about Sheriff Bill gives me a chance to talk about the very cold open for this movie. We're not going okay. chronologically, but I just want to, okay. which I think also, okay, so look, this also, I think, continues to back up my theory that, that this movie at every moment feels like the first five minutes of a porn film, like just, just <laughs> like you're, because the, the movie, the movie opens up and it's just like four beautiful young women in kind mm-hmm. of like Kind of scanty, skimpy, midriff-revealing clothes, super short shorts, yeah, or walking the down the street. Bright colors and midriffs. And, yeah, everyone everyone's doing it. Those, those pants, how low can you go on those pants? And, you know, so, some creepy dude watching them from across the street. One woman is alone and being followed by this dude. She then sees a super cute kitten and picks it up, and, well, alone on this walking path. And then this guy attacks her, tries to strangle her, and she runs away. We cut immediately to sheriff bell and his his fellow cops on the scene trying to figure out what's going on and he's talking to this woman who's just been attacked and she mentions that she saw a cat and sheriff bell is something like wait you saw a cat what kind of cat what color was the cat tell me more about the cat it had one orange paw he is <laughs> like like sheriff bell the, the, i mean cat interesting maybe the the killer could still be out there maybe if we got details about his appearance or which direction he was going like it seems like i don't understand the cat focus of this investigation i know
0: and I, listen this this is a point of contention i realize in this movie and possibly between us you are not a cat person i know that for a fact i i am not a cat person that's very true what i am actually in the market for a cat soon so uh I, I love cats, and uh, I I will never turn up my nose at cat content. That said, I have no fucking idea what this cat has to do with this movie. It comes up multiple times.
1: It, the, the cat comes back it, the very next day, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I think that, Landon, if you're looking for a cat, that's great. It's just if you were on a lonely walking path at night in the dark and you see one, (laughs) maybe don't pick it up and cuddle it right then and there. Or at least if you're going to, check your surroundings first.
0: I do that. I do that a lot, actually. I do try to coax cats over to to come over and let me pick them up.
1: You're, I do see them around the neighborhood quite often. You're taking your life in your hands every time, according to according to this movie. I, I just want to meet Sheriff Jimmy Bell. Well, okay. I mean, uh, uh, good good luck then. I guess I hope that you're well. Honestly, <laughs> th- this this woman fights off this murderer pretty easily and i'm not trying to downplay the fact that she got attacked i mean like that's that's obviously no good but like this this killer is able to ruthlessly dispatch a lot of people including spoiler alert sheriff jimmy bell who is like has a gun (laughs) and stuff but uh on multiple occasions very thin waif-like young beautiful women are able to just kind of like a light shove flatlines him completely so it's Maybe it wouldn't – I'm just saying maybe, like, I don't know how you would fare against that. Like, is he more lethal towards men or is he – I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering if – because we're here talking about the opening and we're talking
0: about the the first crime that happened, if we want to reveal the killer now or do we want to make that a lackluster reveal at the end the way that it's lackluster in this movie? And I only ask because from the get-go, when we see the creeping eye, you know, following the woman – um, they show basically his whole face. Like, there's no mystery as to who the killer is. I mean, we haven't met the character when we first see the the face of the killer. And, and you know, they're doing their best to, like, hide it, but it's just such a poorly directed and composed shot that it's revealing too much of his face. And so yeah. the whole rest of the movie hinges on who is the killer when... Okay, side note. I first watched... Uh, uh, unusual or er, usual suspects many, many years ago, you know, mm-hmm. back in the, the VHS days. Yeah, because it's an old movie. Everyone first watched it many years ago. We 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 watched it as a group. And I remember distinctly going through that whole movie, waiting for the twist of it to go, OK, how is Kevin Spacey not the killer here? Mm-hmm. Because they do the opening and it's Kevin Spacey's voice. And it's like Kevin Spacey has the
1: most distinctive voice. How are you trying to fool me that this isn't who did this whole thing? But he's also a noted impressionist, so I mean, <laughs> uh, look, I I don't know, Landon. Maybe maybe you're just like I don't know. You you've, you've got perfect pitch or something, and you can tell voices perfectly. As someone who was completely fooled by the usual suspects and had his mind blown by it, and is not ashamed to say it, I, I will I will let you have that alone. <laughs>
0: all right all right that that said uh, we we know who the killer is basically through a faux pas of directing uh very early on in this movie um and i guess we'll we'll save it for the reveal at the end
1: no 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 no. let's no let's reveal it now dude it's the groundskeeper the groundskeeper did it his name is billy right billy bobby Bobby. fuck it i don't give a shit bobby billy it's (laughs) billy now uh yeah he this is a character who shows up like two times and then disappears from the movie yeah Uh,
0: conveniently, because he goes back to the mainland when the storm hits, and he's got the boat, but, you know, there's this whole thing of, like, clearly he has the transportation to get back and forth from the island, and uh, this is... Okay, tying this back into what we were talking about, I think the cat thing is that it's his cat or the cat is associated with the manor, Mm -hmm. and to see the cat on the mainland at the killer's things... Or at the, the crime scenes? The yeah, the killers. Scenes, th- the no, I prefer...
1: <laughs> no, call them the killers things. All the... <laughs> Dr. Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, What do you think of the, these killers things? Well, we have to connect them all on a map, all these different killers things.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: my deteriorating brain aside,
0: uh, <laughs> I think that... Because we see the cat throughout uh, the movie, not much drawing attention to it, but it's like it's always on the bed with uh, uh, Emma, the old mm-hmm. woman, yeah um old holland taylor wasn't that
1: old when she (laughs) did this but you know uh, all everyone everyone else in this uh, you know all the women all the other women in this movie look like they're they're they're, you either look like they're 19 or they look like they're 65 that is the two type (laughs) types of women who live in this world Anyway, the cat's around
0: the manor a lot, and so I think it's just a very half-hearted and not at all effective way of trying to, say, give a clue as to who the killer is. Like, clearly it's someone... Clearly it's the cat, in the obviously. <laughs> Listen, uh, my very first feature film that we wrote and directed was, was about a killer cat. So uh, hey, if, if it went that way, I would have been
1: I would have been way into it. I, I think well, it, it just it's ridiculous because Bobby, the the groundskeeper, the reason yeah. that he was he's in town attacking this woman. And then we jump to one year later is because we find out he's trying to frame uh, Stephen, oh, the bad God. son. This and was
0: such a confusing and convoluted
1: thing. It, it's the, the point of the murders is to pin them on the bad son, Stephen, so that then somehow the inheritance when the woman dies goes to him. I don't fully get it. It's stupid. It doesn't well, matter. Well,
0: but, we'll we'll get to the twist
1: uh, later on in this movie. We'll
0: we'll tell you who the killer is, but the twist will come as to why that is supposed to happen, but y- yeah, um, the emotional twist is coming still. But I will I, say w- the one last thing I want to say about uh, Bobby being the killer is that that character, I, while he does appear in the original um, and but not the 1975 version is that he's not the original killer. Uh, Ooh, Philip, the Judd Nelson character, is the killer in I, all of the
1: previous versions. That's who I was expecting the killer to be because I was like, oh yeah, well obviously this guy seems like super sweet and nice, but clearly that you know turns out nice guys aren't <laughs> so nice, right? Uh, no, but not not that it turns out nice guys are super nice and you should fall in love with them because they were nice to you one or two times, <laughs> uh, and and the actual bad guys are dudes who appear out of nowhere. <laughs> so okay,
0: um, let's pick up a little bit about this woman Helen, she is now being integrated into this family to help take care of them uh, She's getting some very steely cold looks and and attitude some tood from the uh, the senior staff member mm-hmm. uh, Rachel yes uh, who's showing her around and getting her acquainted and uh, uh, Helen's gonna be the one that's taking care of
1: Holland Taylor, uh, Emma. And it, it's not really ever made clear, though, what what Helen's credentials are. And it doesn't really seem oh my, like she's doing nurse stuff yeah. so much as waitress stuff. She's mainly just bringing <laughs> bringing food and taking place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, I also don't know what affliction Holland Taylor is suffering from in this movie. Why is she bedridden? Yeah, she's bedridden and everyone's saying, oh, she's she's going to die soon. Her days are numbered. She's so frail and old and weak. But then at the end of the movie, she single handedly rips down a spiral she's, staircase. She kills the title feet. character. I mean, Holland Taylor plays this as like
0: you said, Rue McCallaghan. I mean, she plays this with a little bit of brassiness. Like at no point do
1: I think she's close to death. I, I mean, this is, uh, well, yeah, I think this is more of a B. Arthur uh, performance, that kind of, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, could Just this movie would be so much better with less horniness and more gr- Golden Girls. Actually, no, same level of horniness, Golden yeah. Girls level of horniness and Golden Girls cast. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, she's getting introduced to everyone. One of these interesting uh, characteristics that Holland Taylor has is that, you know, she's bedridden. The way that she communicates with her staff is by sending fax messages to a fax machine in the kitchen. <laughs> just the most, like, she could call Such a telephone, use an intercom ring a bell. So no, we have aggressive. to, we must waste a piece of paper every time. <laughs> this is 2000. We have to show technology. The fact that you
0: can fax into your own house is the <laughs> the epitome, it's the pinnacle of wealth.
1: How I, else are we going to know that they're fam- uh, rich, rich and famous? I don't know if they're it,
0: famous, they're just rich.
1: I mean, they, they're, they you know, I listen, people came from miles around to see the uh, see the lady text her own fax machine. I mean, this this is the invention <laughs> of texting right here. They became famous yes. for that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and the the staff around her are very, you know, kind of it, it's it's. It's a weird number of people to all be living in the same house, seemingly, like, stuck on this island all alone yeah. never leaving. Like, you've got a pretty big staff and relatively few people to, to serve. It's basically her and her grown son, Philip, the nice one, who is just a little art yeah. history nerd. So, nat- naturally, I want good things to happen to him, then. Uh, I mean, you do have a, a pretty big, uh,
0: you know, uh, estate that you have to look over in terms of landscaping. So, I understand having a gardener. The the cook does seem a little superfluous with yeah. such a small amount of people. Like if you were no, if you knew you were having people over, maybe just hire a cook to come in. Um, yeah. And and by the way, I, I, okay, so the cook is like one of these very like Benny Hill esque uh, caricatures of wow, the perfect. drunk made uh, <laughs> sneaking nips of
1: the whiskey and that then me- hiding the key. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 No, that is absolutely perfect. I was trying to put my finger on what stereotype this felt like. But yeah, it's very much just, you know, the kind of the always saucy, comically drunk, uh, working yes. class
0: lady. Uh, played by Elsa Lancaster in the original and not that comical. Uh, mm. Elsa Lancaster, the Bride of Frankenstein herself. Oh. Um, okay, so that's the staff. Uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, dynamics. The, here's a problem no, there's with not. this.
1: There's not that many <laughs> You're right. there's not just, that much just anything. Just, just, this movie this, this movie is an hour and a half long <laughs> and about 45 to 50 minutes of it is kind of just Nicolette Sheridan walking around yeah. gardens or like having one guy be fumbling and awkward and cute to her and another guy <laughs> be that. skeevy to her. It's just, just the, walking around being beautiful.
0: The other thing too is that there's a lot of odd time jumps in here. So, like, you yes. go from that first murder scene to one year later. Like, it so abruptly ends that, yeah. it, and then it cuts to one year later at Nicole Sheridan at the, the asylum or wherever mm-hmm. she is. Uh, and then once she comes to the manor, there's a, a another super quick cut and it just says one month later. But the yeah. title is on the screen so quickly that, like, if you looked away for two seconds, you would miss... How long she's been here so you just kind of assume she's integrated into this family immediately uh it's
1: bizarre well yeah but but also there nothing has changed in her relationships with anybody yes. around her that would indicate that it's taken a month so even if you blink and miss it it's not it still feels like her first day because the you know the the head housekeeper is still frosty and cold to her the cook is still just kind of drunk and not paying attention to her i mean that's the other problem with having your main character be a silent protagonist, but then not giving her any depth or character or anything to hold on to, because it's basically most of this movie is just her in a scene and characters having conversations around her as though she isn't yeah. there or I, giving her orders. So I just, I just want to point out in the background as the movie's playing the
0: scene where she accidentally spills the iced tea and Debbie Dunning just happened. Yes. And, <laughs> what's funny to me about the scene and we, we could talk a little bit about debbie dunning now but what's we funny should. to me about that scene is that uh debbie dunning has uh she plays this character that's come over from
1: london that she met Stephen the <laughs> the skeevy brother and it would um, be it would be so great if she had a british accent but sadly she does not i just don't want anyone to doesn't. get their hopes up and go rent this movie immediately <laughs> And I want to talk a little bit about the timeline of she says she met him a
0: month ago and that he uh, that the mother's going to die soon. There's going to be a huge inheritance, but she doesn't know. He's never said numbers, so she doesn't know how much it's going to be. And she's trying to get that information out of Helen. But clearly she doesn't talk. Um, The thing is, she spills (laughs) iced tea on Debbie Dunning, who is lounging on the front lawn under a parasol and, uh, you know, that's about it in a, in a bathing suit mm-hmm. and she spills his iced tea on her and Debbie Tunning reacts like she just got this iced tea all over this expensive you know uh, lacy dress or something that she's not going to be able to get it out of it's her skin she just spilled iced tea on her skin
1: like it's, just it's grab a towel just ju- jump jump in the water and get your bathing suit wet <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah I uh, yeah, she has she has really big bunny in the big Lebowski energy, just kind of lounging oh, yeah. and being mean on a. <laughs> honestly, yeah. honestly, in every way, kind of that uh, kind of that character. Um, yeah, Debbie Dunning here. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think she's having fun with the character. I yeah. just, I don't know. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. I don't think she's. I I, I wouldn't say this performance is transcendent necessarily. I mean, this is there's no transcendent performance in this movie, so that's not on her. I like. Uh, and what, I like William McDonald as Sheriff Bell. I'm not going to okay, claim that that's right. transcendent, but I think he's kind of good. Uh,
0: but the problem is that it's the the changes that they made to the character, like take every characteristic away from her. I, you know, I think yes. she does what she can to like. I think this is meant to be kind of the the I don't know in the 2000s. Just we depicted
1: women so grossly and well, yeah, we, we, we kept it up. <laughs> I mean, don't, you know, don't count I mean, us out yet. Yeah, we've made some changes, <laughs> but we're still going pretty strong on that.
0: I, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, okay. I watch a lot did, of horror yes. movies <laughs> in which
0: women are not depicted very well, but I, I, the, I, the I, I the, agree with you. This movie is gross. The, the, the change to making her character more of a gold digger is, Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't give her anything to do. She's just there as scenery. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so, I mean, how do you even build a character out of that? I mean, it feels like anything that she might layer on top of it in terms of a performance would just be confusing. So you kind of have to play it flat.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, there's this scene later in the movie where you know because Philip, the the, the good son the, who loves art history and his mom and taking care of her is you know being sweet and nice, and there is some semblance of chemistry happening between him and Nicolette Sheridan. They're trying. They're trying. They're, I don't know if there's any semblance of it, but they're trying. They're tr- they're tr- they're trying. Like we, the movie is telling us like that it that we should be feeling that based on the way scenes are being written and perfor- and presented to us, <laughs> based and, on the fact that he makes her a brisket sandwich the size of her head it's such a huge brisket like when she first (laughs) arrives this is the this is the initial act of kindness that that starts the bloom of their love is he makes her a brisket sandwich and the bread alone is like three inches thick it's
0: Uh, it 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 does definitely like reeks of this is a man from wealth who's never made a sandwich for himself ever
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's also that you, like, you have a live-in cook for two people. Have her make the sandwich, dude. Like, clearly, you don't know what you're doing. You're outclassed. You're using, like, an entire loaf of bread. Nicolette Sheridan must have been, like, had Helen must have had such an awful stomachache and been so bloated and gassy after eating a sandwich that's, like, 95% bread. Oh, my um, God. I. Um, it's thicker it's, than the laptops in this movie, and that's saying a lot. Yes, I think I think that actually you could send a fax to this sandwich. It was big enough to, <laughs> to have its own its own uh, phone cord. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, she and um, you know, she and Philip, the the good son, are kind of they're they're sort of growing closer together. And then Stephen, yeah. the skeevy brother, has arrived with Debbie Dunning. And at some point, they have a fancy dinner, the four of them. And Debbie Dunning comes in in like this black, low cut, you know, fancy, yeah. elegant dress. And Nicolette Bond-dryll Jordan sort comes of in. Vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nicolette Sheridan comes in in this, you know, long-flowing, austere, but beautiful white evening gown. So the movie is, like, presenting, like— You know, she's pure. Well, yeah. Well, that and the fact that she basically— Like one of the few things that she types out, one of the few like times she communicates that we see (laughs) with uh, Emma is basically Emma saying, so do you date boys? And her basically confirming, no, I'm a virgin, despite the fact that I am so beautiful. uh, Men don't want to date me. Like the fact that I don't speak and can't communicate that way is a total deal breaker for my angelic, beautiful self. (laughs) I 100% thought like,
0: oh, you are a blonde bombshell who doesn't speak. No man would ever want that, especially in the year two thousand.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Like you were, you were the. It's, it's, you,
0: don't we have multiple tool time episodes completely centered around that very
1: concept? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking she like you she basically exists to like pop out of a closet in the man's bedroom or or something <laughs> like that. Like she's 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 the one like there there's a cut scene from the man's kitchen episode where Tim is like and the best part is when it's time to clean up, you know, and he opens the the pantry and she comes out in a little french maid outfit and 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 whisks everything oh away and the audience goes wild yeah. and the grunt creep comes out like wearing a french maid outfit too. I don't know. It's been a while since we've watched the show. It has, yes. So she's... But she's presented, like, always... Like, she's usually wearing white. But even in this scene where it's, like, her sitting on one side of the table, Debbie Dunning sitting on the other, and it's like the movie is trying to say, like, good versus evil and purity versus yeah. inequity or something. But Greed, yeah. I, I don't know if inequity is the right word. But they, <laughs> like... They, they, but it's like you haven't put anything into either of these characters, so it's like, w- what is this supposed to be? You're making it act like it's this big emotional showdown, but it right. it's not. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: she did spill iced tea on her before this. So if yes. there is... Okay, and I, I forgot to get to a point that I said earlier, or I was trying to get to earlier, You, you got distracted by Debbie movie. Dunning. Oh, yeah. I got distracted by a lot of things in this movie, but uh, what I was going to say about dynamics is that I think the biggest fault of this movie is that there is no for for being a whodunit. I don't know for most of the movie, it's not leading up to anything. There's kind of murders that happen off screen, kind of one yeah. person survives, but it's not taking place in the manner, and it has nothing to do with any of the people we're seeing. Yeah, and so there's nothing to like. There's no <laughs> tension. There's no suspension. There's no or uh, suspense. There's no like. Oh, that could be the killer, or that could be the killer. It's just
1: like, how is all this connected? What's happening? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a who done it, but for most of the movie, it hasn't been done, and so you're just kind of <laughs> like, it's just people walking around this mansion, and it's like, yeah, well, it's, okay, it's a it's a what done it? Yeah, exactly. And or who done what? <laughs> yeah, or 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 more of a why done it? Or or why is this being done to us? Um, yeah, but no, m- much of the movie is characters kind of walking around the mansion and it's like either seeing news reports about murders happening in town or a really big storm that's gonna come and it's like, okay, so this, like the first 50 minutes of the movie is kind of just a trailer for the last 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> just saying like. <laughs> it's, there's it's true, yeah. No it really does not pick up anything. until the storm hits.
0: Um, no. And I have to admit, there's, uh, part of my confusion in this movie might stem from the fact that for a good 10 minutes of it, I was on Amazon looking up lightning machines <laughs> to buy I'm like watching all the lightning and and sound effects going on outside i'm like i wonder if i can get that for inside my house <laughs> well to, uh, I guess but, if i could just set an buy. automation whenever i open my basement door
1: it just starts howling wind and lightning <laughs> effects that would be kind of cool i, I, I guess home ownership does something to a man i i don't understand this <laughs> impulse uh but maybe may, maybe i will one day uh I want to talk a little bit, though,
0: because uh, you were talking about the good son. Uh, Phil, yes. I want to talk a little bit about Judd Nelson uh, as an actor. I like him a lot. I think he got a really bad rap. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a fantastic actor. But, you know, like, to me, this this whole thing, like, Holland Taylor is a great actress. Mm-hmm. There's To me, there's no motivation for the actors to do anything like to, to perform in any way beyond just, well, I'm just going to say the lines at the bare minimum of suspicion and we'll get through the scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> you know, because it's, because uh, I feel like it's hard to really, I mean, acting is hard. I feel like not that I'm an expert, but l- like really getting into a character, crafting a character is a difficult thing. And if you're being directed the way that you're being directed on this movie, and if everything about the production of this movie is suggesting this is just, this just is, we're all getting paid here. It's like, yeah, I yeah. I wouldn't invest the time and effort in that. I would basically I be hitting my marks and doing my lines and going back to my trailer and, like, rehearsing for the play I'm doing in a couple months or whatever other movie <coughs> I want to make.
0: Yeah, yes. Which is, I don't know, it's a shame because A, I think Judd Nelson, I think him in Breakfast Club is easily one of the best, if not the best, performance of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, B, I think he could have had a career and been like James Spader, uh, had James Spader's career mm-hmm. um, if things panned out a little bit differently. So to see him here doing basically nothing, um, I was going to tie this back into uh, people being suspicious or not suspicious or that's what we're supposed to think. Like, I, it almost – and also the the change of the, the killer at the end, I wonder how many – how this is orchestrated or if it is orchestrated at all to go oh well we know who the killer is the people that would watch the spiral staircase when it was first broadcast go
1: oh i know the <laughs> spiral spiral staircase uh I, I, I don't think there's a lot of like turner classic movie heads who are going like wait fox family doing a made for tv adaptation I, I have to in- see this Set in the VCR on. I think maybe. Like, my grandparents were still alive in 2000,
0: and they, if they saw that the spiral staircase was on, they would have gone, oh, yeah, I like that movie. The, the, yeah, okay, you're going to be surprised at who the killer is in this one.
1: I, You know, it's interesting to me. It seems like so many things have changed, because you said that the original book, muteness wasn't a factor in it, and then yeah. a lot of the things that were then... That that then the movie did this made for TV movie has changed. You know the identity yeah. of the killer is a big one. It added a bunch well, that, of in
0: the 1946 version, uh, the killer was actually targeting um, people with disabilities. So there was a
1: yeah, go ahead. A blind woman was killed and yeah. Yeah, so not okay, so not only do you change who the killer is, you also change the killer's MO. And yep. it, it's it seems like the the spiral staircase is not even really a story anymore as so much as just sort of a couple of concepts <laughs> that screenwriters occasionally document. grasp. Yeah, like exactly, exactly. It can be amended as many times as we need to. But so it's it's like so long as the story has a spiral staircase and a lady going to be a nurse for another, you know, older lady. That That's all you need uh-huh. to count as a Spiral Staircase movie. It's an anthology series.
0: Well, you know what? It's been 22 years since the last adaptation. I think it's time for another one.
1: I, I think I think spiral, spiral Space Case. You know, I think we take it, <laughs> Spiral Staircase X, take it into orbit. I am there for it.
0: As long as we can cast Debbie Dunning uh, as a recurring role from her Leprechaun 4 part.
1: Yeah, no, she'll be the, the equivalent of the constable in this one. She will be the law enforcement. <laughs> oh, yes. And the way that we change the ending is that everyone's trying to figure out who the murderer is. They call Space Sheriff Debbie Dunning to the Space Spiral Staircase Station to figure it out. And then uh, she just solves the crime and arrests the bad guy and, and doesn't die because she rules. That's, that is that is my, I, I don't know, that's my pitch. I, I look forward to hearing what you want to do with the Spiral Staircase uh, uh, franchise. But I, I think there's <laughs> a lot of opportunity here
0: i'm i'm just putting my money where you're i don't want too many cooks in the kitchen on that creative endeavor you just have my money and my green light so you go make your
1: movie all the cooks in my kitchen are nipping off the brandy and making banter and uh, <laughs> and space making gi- brandy. gigantic gigantic space sandwiches in space uh in space <laughs> no one can see your bread is massive uh so, okay, what yeah. what else about this movie? What else is there? <laughs> what what else about this movie?
0: Let's get into the actual like um I don't know, murdery like okay, this is one of the points at which I get a little confused and maybe you can clear this up for me. The sheriff. Yeah. Uh there okay, there's here's a big scene that we haven't talked about yet. They uh Philip, Helen and the gardener go to the mainland. And yes. while they're on the mainland, there is another attack.
1: Them them going to the mainland for some, whatever reason put me in mind of the scene in Wet Hot American Summer where they all go into town and everyone's so excited to yes. woo, um, and much like that scene in Wet Hot American Summer, which suggests that they have spent like years in town being heroin addicts, in this in, in this scene of them going to town, Helen sits with a, with a copy of Art History Magazine at a cafe. From, like, what... afternoon until <laughs> night. There is a time change, I... and she hasn't left okay. the table day to
0: night. You have cleared up another mystery for me that I wasn't even going to bring up here, but I'm like, what is Ah! Magazine? Yeah. <laughs> the entire time, I was just trying to figure
1: out. Ah! Yeah. Magazine? Is that like yeah. a play on O! Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't they couldn't get Oprah to agree to, to put her <laughs> magazine in this thing. Um, art yeah, no, because, history. wow, because Philip, whose job I guess is buying and selling ancient works of art or like famous expensive works of art, not ancient necessarily. He asks her because she's going into town to pick up a copy of, his copy of Art History magazine, which is waiting at the local newsstand. So you have a fax machine in your house. So your mom can fax messages downstairs, but you don't have the internet, so you can get this. That's another matter, but yeah. But so he asks her to pick up Art History Magazine, which is, I guess, a weekly, monthly magazine just about art history, and then quarterly. Yeah, I. I I mean, I guess there's a lot of art history, and we're not making that much more, so you know, it's a pretty well trod beat. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but that's that is what she spends the entire day leafing through at a cafe. (laughs) But there's an attack, right?
0: There's yes. a there's a big attack on the island, uh, and Helen is targeted at one point, but she gets away. Mm-hmm. Um, the the man, okay. So this is what gets confusing to me is since Helen gets away, there's an attack on another woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this uh, other blonde who walks into her house and sees something on the floor and screams.
1: Yes. Well, no. This is that. That's that's the woman's roommate getting home and seeing the body and screaming.
0: The body of who?
1: The body of uh, the body of Bonnie, the unseen woman who gets murdered while everyone's in town. This movie goes out of its way. I mean, this movie goes okay. out of its way to avoid any real violence. Like the multiple people who get murdered, you mostly get a close up on their face and then screaming, and then you see them lying down later. There's no actual <laughs> violent acts in this movie. So this movie. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe this is how it should be, that this movie is very free to kind of be like, hey, look at these sexy ladies in kind of like form-fitting clothes and bikinis, but no, not a shred of violence. It's like, maybe maybe that's maybe that's better, you know? Maybe that's a better thing than exposing our families to violence. I'm just, just saying, for thought. I, I, I wouldn't think. be opposed. I wouldn't
0: be opposed to The Spiral Staircase, the third movie in a Knives
1: Out trilogy. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, what comes after a glass onion but a spiral staircase. <laughs> and this house, with all of its hidden compartments, is kind of layered like an onion. Yes, that's very true. Or like the house from Clue. But but I also... So this attack happens while she is on the mainland. Yeah. She's gone over with Steven, who is going to go and drink at a bar all day. But it's like she goes into town... She She picks up the copy of Art History magazine... And then does she go shopping? Does she get things she needs? No, we literally just see her sit at a cafe for like six yeah. hours. <laughs> why? Why did but, she okay, go into so the, town? I don't. I don't know. I, I just to get away. Just oh, to get away. Also, um, also the the uh, the cafe is called Chelby's, according to the uh, weird, <laughs> weird uh, cursive neon sign out front. Yeah. That's Chelby's. Chelby's the okay. So the whole point of this thing is that they they go into town.
0: There's this murder, and then they is does the cat come into it? I don't know. At some point, the sheriff Jimmy Bell uh tracks Jimmy Bell tracks trouble back to the manor. Yes, and his main suspect is uh, Skeevy Steve, um, and is trying to to pin it on him. And we can yes. talk a little bit more now about. <laughs> Jimmy Bell's uh, police tactics, but um, that's how we get into the the I guess the second act, the final act of this thing, where the storm is now hit. All of the players are locked in on this island, um, with the exception of Bobby, who they're throwing a red herring that he is gone to town on the boat, and so that's why he's not there. But clearly, he has transportation to get back to the island and do shenanigans. It was a
1: glaring like, oh yeah, clearly it's him outside yeah, of even I, seeing his face it's clearly I, him i mean i still was fooled by it but when when i found out that he was the murderer and not philip i was like oh that's that's okay that's worse than what i thought it was <laughs> like i'm i'm not i'm not happy yeah. surprised i'm sad surprised um <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, sheriff bell is at the house he's investigating he, he basically just kind of he's heard he's traced the tie clip found by the by the murder victim uh realized that oh it could only have been bought in these stores and basically he then realizes that Stephen uh, has yes. one of those tie clips and, and given he... to him
0: by debbie dunning in london
1: yes exactly so he's at the house and he is kind of piecing this together but so on the one hand i'm, I'm torn this is why i think that uh sheriff bell is maybe the most interesting character because he's a study in contrasts on the one <laughs> hand he's doing some like solid police work with this cufflink. Calling the store no. in, in London and figuring out that's where it was sold. And he goes there and he's piecing things together. He sees the cat at one point walking around and sees that it has one orange paw, just like the woman mentioned. And I guess immediately, even though this is a just assault case, random nighttime assault case <laughs> from over a year ago, his vice-like brain has trapped that fact and immediately connects it and he realizes, oh shit, this, this cat is part of it. He realizes he's on the case. So, yeah. he's doing all this smart, good police stuff. But then, on the other hand, he then tells all of the suspects and bystanders and suspects' friends everything that he's thinking of as he's thinking of it. So everybody <laughs> knows exactly where his investigation is, and the suspects uh-huh. can try and affect
0: the outcome. And, uh, and after so, allowing them to traipse around the house unmonitored, just going uh, yeah. from room to room, you know, in their own home. With a
1: million exits to the house and ways to get to the mainland, I was missing the steady hand of Sheriff Wopat uh, in this movie. <laughs> I felt like I felt like it, Tom, Tom Wopat would have cracked this one right away. He would have given a few a few growly speeches, talked to Patricia yeah. Richardson on the phone one time, and, it, and nailed it. Maybe would have
0: cracked his hip as. well. <laughs> well, have he ever had to, I don't know, spin kick Rachel or something?
1: Well, no, his his stuntman would do that. It, the, oh, yeah. Ra- ra- you know, the, the lights have gone out. Rachel would helpfully snuff out the candles before attacking him. <laughs> yeah, and also, the sheriff, uh, another thing about this is that there's this mystery going on, and you would think, okay, there's a mystery the police are investigating, and then Helen will eventually get into the investigation and start investigating faster and better than the cops. But no, here- here's the... A- but I wanna pause real quick. What's
0: what what is the mystery? Somebody has died and he suspects Steven and Steven says, No, it wasn't me. Yeah. There's no real mystery. There's just a a conflicting view on what happened. Like no one died in the house yet, so I don't know where all the suspicion and tension is coming from. Like I, yeah. someone needs to die in the house while everyone is there in order for it to be a true lock room mystery. And it's, it's playing like it is, but the
1: parts just aren't there. And also, the the movie seems to both want you to think, well, of course Stephen did it. He's a total dick. Like, he's an awful, awful person who the movie has spent the past hour making us hate. But then on the other hand, it seems to also want you to be to feel a little bit like, no, man, it couldn't possibly be Stephen. And, and, you know, <laughs> Philip has to rise up and help his brother because down deep down he's a nice guy. And it's like, well, which... I, I don't know. I... I the movie seems to be of two minds about what it wants me to feel. I, I, okay, I, I'm just going to go down a, a quick side note for a second.
0: And you, you, you've established beyond a doubt, skeevy Steve. Yes. However, I, I I'm wondering if there's not another lens in which to look through that character, which is this. What do we know about this family? you know what kind of dealings do they do are they good people he's off he's separating himself from the family he only comes back when he when he needs something maybe he's off doing good and this family's actually Mm -hmm. bad maybe he's the good guy culturing himself he's interacting with other countries and people and he's he's broadening his horizons and his mind and maybe he needs money because he's helping uh,
1: organizations
0: across the world to help
1: people He's he's helping he's helping a lot of really young up and coming drug dealers who are trying to uh, get rid of some cocaine that they uh, have in their house and need to sell to somebody. I look, I, yeah, you know, I'm just saying we don't know either way. So I, I think no, you know, <laughs> I mean, look, I don't think I don't think that like that that these people are the families from Succession, and he's like if if like cousin Greg decided to to move away and do right, like he comes into the house. Wearing sunglasses indoors, first and foremost, that's that's a sign he's not a good guy. Uh, but also, this is a character who, at one point when they're having a fancy dinner, uh, first asks Helen if uh, she like, if she still speaks when she's having sex. And then, after that, begins describing uh, Helen's body and, like, her subtle curves and speculating about her mm. bra size. So I'm going to say even okay. if— Okay, I, I, missed, I missed that. I might have been looking up lightning machines at that moment. Listen, I'm just saying, this guy— Stephen could be, you know, back from spending six weeks doing shit with uh, Doctors Without Borders in Syria. <laughs> if, if you go into someone's house and start just lewdly, crudely— uh, Verbally assaulting a woman and sl- slobbering over her in that way, I, you're still not a good guy. Even if the work Fair that you point. do is good, um, <laughs> okay, well, I, should I you be? Concede, I concede. I don't think you should be arrested for murder or anything, unless you did murder someone. But I just, I just think that uh, that's a sign you're you're not one of the good guys.
0: Oh, we have barely talked about Rachel and the staff in this movie, and I, I think we should start moving a little bit toward the big twist of this. Yes. Um,
1: the, the twist is that the staircase twists back around and around and around on itself. <laughs> Normally, you'd expect a staircase to go straight up to the next level, but this staircase is a little bit different. It's the Joker of staircases. It's that twisted. Uh, there's a. Uh, if I knew the name of the staircase in which
0: Joker j- dances down, um, I would make that joke. Here. I, I, so I think it's just a it's just a it
1: it's just a normal ass staircase. I don't think there's any like I don't think there's a name for it. It's just a bunch of stairs. It's we, no, it's now called the Joker staircase. But well, it, it, I'm actually I'm pretty sure it is now called the Joker staircase. The jokes on us. Um, oh, okay. Lord. So yeah, um, okay. The, the household staff. We got we yeah, got the household. Rachel staff. they had made. Yep. Keeper of the facts. You got the 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 drunk
0: cook, uh and you got Bobby the gardener. I'm sure they're. There have to be others. It seems like such a like if you're going to if you are rich enough to have a house staff, you're going
1: to have a minimum of 10 people. It's both too many people and too few people. It's too many servants <laughs> yes. for the low number of people there, but it's too few servants for the sheer size of the house and the estate and the fact that it's on an island with nothing else on it.
0: Yeah. Um, can you explain to me? And I, I'm asking this both for our listeners benefits. Uh, Kind of my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does this uh, inside the the
1: secret walls bullshit have to do with anything? I I I don't really know what okay. the secret wall. So there is basically we find out kind of late in the movie. Like what. When a bunch of... Here, here's the thing about secret passages in a mansion, folks, uh, if I yeah. may. Um, finding a secret passage in a mansion is really interesting kind of like early on in the movie when there's not a lot of other mysterious stuff going on and you're still meeting the characters, and that kind of sets up foreshadowing. When you're already searching the house for someone who you think is a killer oh by candlelight, and then it's like, oh shit, and now let's go, all go explore all these secret passages, it... At that point, it's it, we got enough going on already. You don't need to add secret passages in the last twenty minutes of your movie. You can't use them effectively. There was a moment when uh, Philip and Stephen are
0: talking, and they they say that they're like hidden treasure or something. Like yeah. they they state just like the TV show Wings, uh, we. Th- We've heard that there are secret rooms and that there's a secret thing in here, but we've already spent so much time in the past looking for it, and we never found it. And then the next thing you know, like two seconds later, they're in the walls.
1: Yeah, it is very convenient that they never—like, even as kids who grew up in this house being rambunctious with no other playmates on the island, they never once— found the secret passages because as someone who read a lot of young adult fiction as a child there's a lot of books about kids in mansions finding secret passages because they're bored Um, i will tell you if there
0: is a secret passage in your house and you have a kid over he will find it or she will find it or they will find it the thing is anybody
1: anybody can find a secret passage it doesn't matter who you are who you love what you believe Secret passages belong to all of us.
0: I'm, I'm just saying, kids are like divining rods for secret passages. <laughs> uh, there there was a, um, I, I remember, I don't know why, I, maybe we are just getting ideas for our own home, but my parents would take me to open houses of um, things around the, na- of houses around the neighborhood that were up for sale. And oh, I remember shit. going to one once and going into the kids' room and there was a closet, and inside the closet there was a hidden door that had a secret playroom beyond it. And I'm like, Fuck. that... I, and Ugh. I spent the rest of the time while my parents were uh, looking around the house in the secret playroom, and I'm like, ever since then, I have wanted a secret room.
1: <laughs> and How... I'm an adult male, and I still want one. How do you, as a child see that and experience that for a little bit of time and then go back to to your normal life without a hidden playroom like that is a wound it
0: it has created a secret hole in my heart that i have not yet secretly (laughs) filled that is the
1: most baller shit in the world that that was that is that is a stepdad trying to buy his new kids love right there and and succeeding at it and
0: um, you wow. you better believe, as I am now in a position to finish an entire floor of uh, my home, I'm thinking 100%, how can I fit a hidden room in here somewhere?
1: God bless. Are you going to do like, what if it's like a basement below your basement, like a mega basement? It's like under Ooh. a rug, or do you want, well, do you want a door I, in the back I of the also, closet?
0: I, I did talk about seeing The Invitation. I also saw another film in the theaters the same day called Barbarian, and that's what that film's about, and I won't go any further <laughs> about that. But <laughs> suffice it to say, that turned me off of the idea of going
1: lower than the basement. <laughs> oh, man, it's it, isn't, it, isn't it ironic, folks? Alanis Morissette herself would laugh at it. Landon finally gets a house <laughs> with a basement and then becomes scared of basements. Um, No, I'm not scared of basements. I'm scared of going below the basement. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad. I I guess I haven't seen the movie, but I'm glad I live on the second floor. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, this movie movie throws secret compartments and secret passages at you to very little effect because you're more kind of concerned about finding out who the murderer is than sort of exploring... Like, being chased by a murderer is more interesting than a secret passage just because there's immediate peril. A secret passage is curious and interesting, especially if it leads to a, you know, secret playroom. Uh, (laughs) This film leads
0: to a secret spiral staircase. Like, there's an entire... (laughs) Like, it almost kind of feels like House of Leaves style. There's another house inside this house that nobody (laughs) knows about to the point that there is a spiral staircase and, like arched doorways going into other rooms. Like how do they not know based on the blueprints of this house that this exists? How do they not know that?
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds on it because on the one hand it's like, yeah, you've lived there for how long and you don't know like the basic layout or you haven't like looked at the walls and realized, wait, there's all this empty space. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, I've lived in my apartment for like 10 years and I don't know the names of any of my neighbors. I also don't know where my rooms are in relation to rooms in other (laughs) units so maybe people are just bad at knowing where they are relative to the rest of the space around them, if maybe. that makes any sense. I guess so. Or maybe well. I'm bad at that and I'm projecting it onto this family. <laughs> See, I don't know. That was the first thing I did when I bought this
0: place because I I am sandwiched between – you know I have a (laughs) townhouse-style condo sandwiched between two other people. The first thing I did was go on Realtor.com and look at the the spacing of their place to go, okay, my bathroom butts up against their bathroom. My bedroom butts up against the other person's bathroom. Okay, neither of us are touching bedrooms at all. Uh, Good. I I 100% like – plotted out the blueprints of their places so i know exactly
1: where i'm at at all given times well i mean that's you know you say you're sandwiched in between them but if your uh, if your condo was built with the thickness of bread that they they put on that brisket sandwich that philip makes for <laughs> helen you're it never going to yeah. hear your neighbors i, I mean, never it's... do
0: it's it, it really truly is the best soundproofing is that that french bread <laughs> yeah and
1: it's, it's it smells delicious and you know you never get hungry <laughs> uh well i guess you can't get too hungry you're gonna start hearing your neighbors that's the real right that's the real dilemma (laughs) i think we have mice nope it's just landon he's hungry in the middle of the night you know if you but also if you eat through your french bread walls that's a secret passageway baby so (laughs) it's a lot cheaper it's a lot cheaper than digging another basement under your basement oh dear god Uh, i was getting to okay so
0: with the staff i wanted to start getting around to rachel um, mm-hmm. who we haven't talked too much about in this movie
1: um, she's not much of a character so it's it's easy not to <laughs> talk not. about her
0: but she's the the stern you know uh, head of staff I guess you would call her. Uh, she's been with the family for ever for mm-hmm. for years and years and years and years and decades and decades um, almost in fact as long as Philip has been alive oh. interesting. Oh. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Mm, clues, clues. Okay, she is very snoopy. Uh, she's always, you know, just outside a cracked door when other people are having a conversation inside
1: the room. She's always sitting on top of her doghouse pretending to be the Red Baron, <laughs> I knew you. fucking making knew you making, go making there. friends with canaries. <laughs> Dear God, um, Rachel
0: is the most suspicious character in this movie um, because she trusts yes. no one. And thus, she is not trustworthy herself. Was my take on it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's talk about the 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 big reveal. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't have more to say about Rachel. It's just at every moment, I, I'm just like, okay, I'm, yeah, the mean maid. I've 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 seen this before. You're yeah, being right. mean to Helen for no yep. reason. Okay. Like, yeah. The so the big reveal is eventually she comes <coughs> into uh, Emma's uh, Emma Warren's room, Holland Taylor's room. And uh, with the storm raging and the murders uh, murdering, <laughs> she uh, demands that uh, Holland Taylor tell Philip the truth or she will. And Holland Taylor calls her son Philip in and explains that, oh, I'm actually not your birth mother. Turns out Rachel here is your birth mother. Uh, sh- your father had an affair with her and she made me promise to keep her on as a maid but never tell you. So this woman who's been really stern and cold and standoffish to you forever, his actually secretly loved you and she's your mother but it's just being has been being mean to you to keep the facade up i don't really get why she had to be mean um yeah but so and also this to me also i'm like okay interesting but I don't know. You're throwing a lot at me. Like I found out there were secret passages <laughs> I know, like I know. five minutes ago. And now I find out that this guy's got a different mind. Nothing happened for an hour. Let these things breathe. And also people keep dying. Like there's yeah. a dead cop in the house and you know about it. And the murderer is in the house too. And now I have to think about your like lineage. <laughs> what? It was
0: uh, a, <laughs> it was a very heady turn uh, at the last second. The, okay. So I have questions though, that I don't feel like were sufficiently answered. She is Philip's mother. Okay. Right? That's the twist. Not Holland Taylor. Yes. Which means yes. that. Yeah. F- Philip would still be entitled to his father's fortune after his not
1: mom, though real wife to Philip's father dies. Right? May. I mean, but not if he's an illegitimate, like not formally acknowledged in the paperwork like if it's not in the the will he's the fucking person in this house
0: (laughs) philip is the only person in this movie who is doing paperwork he
1: certainly knows about his mom's will how would he know that he's not legitimately in it okay that's true no that's a good point yes and also because she raised him as his own as her own of course yeah of course he'd be in it yeah so okay fair on both counts that was a ridiculous point i was making Uh, is yeah
0: holland taylor's son he's a legitimate
1: son between the father who's not here I mean, and Holland Taylor question mark i'm assuming yeah i mean that would be that would be fucked up if he if he knocked <laughs> well, up okay. the same woman twice wow. and the second time when she was already like in it wrapped up in a massive lie and your wife is raising yeah like your bastard son is her own like that's a lot to i mean you're already a shitty dude but you have to be a really shitty dude well to, okay like, and so i think again. you see
0: where i'm going with this rachel then as we are finding out and we'll i want to i want to unpack the actual scene in which this happens but we find out bobby is actually rachel's son <laughs> from a different
1: guy how does he get the money I don't know. I don't know, Bobby. Somehow, wh- however it works out, however this will is set up, which I you're right would require Philip's knowledge since he seems to be in charge of all this. However, it's set up means that if if uh, Steve is in prison, then somehow Bobby because, and because and Phillip Rachel is get the money. Steven's but I not why.
0: I don't see the the blood lineage to the fortune transferring over to Bobby unless Bobby was also an illegitimate son of the father.
1: Uh, Listen, I play a lot of Crusader Kings 3, which is most of the game is trying to figure out which of your wealth and lands will go to which of your children and how. And that is less confusing than this setup. I really look, there's there's an episode of what we do in the shadows where a character uh burns down a property that they own for the insurance money and then afterwards tries to buy the insurance like we realize <laughs> afterwards that, oh, she doesn't understand how insurance works. She didn't right. buy insurance before doing it. and And it's kind of comical, like, wait, this whole plan that we've been watching you undertake was for nothing. I kind of wish that. That, that when he revealed his whole plan, like, you know, Emma was like, no, wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> or the money or would just into a go trust or something. <laughs> yeah, like lawyers would look at it. They wouldn't just they wouldn't just say, oh, well, I guess this random dude has to get all the money. You, you found the loophole in our <laughs> estate law system. It's murdering a bunch of people. Um this gets revealed, and then not long after that, everybody's running around, and it lead, and everybody's running through secret passageways, and uh, Helen is being chased by Bobby. I, I don't know. Else- Bobby's trying to kill Helen. Not sure why. I don't know how that contributes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how most the- of
0: this climax contributes to anything. I-, I mean, like, I would have more respect for it if, like, Bobby was just fucking insane and a psycho murderer. It, yeah just he had to to statiate his his bloodlust like yeah. that's the it, it only would, thing that yeah kind that of would make makes more, sense. It, it,
1: that would make sense or just this movie having an additional like 35 minutes of softcore sex scenes in it it would be like oh okay this movie this movie doesn't care about the plot this is a this is a a porn movie or a porn yeah. adjacent movie okay yeah we don't have to think about it but this movie is supposed to be about the plot and there are a lot of gaping holes that are <laughs> Right there in front of you. Yeah. Um. And that would also happen in a porn version of this, I suppose, but in a different way. Uh, so Helen there. goes running up the spiral staircase, chased by Bobby, and then is being held hostage by him on the roof. And then Stephen goes running up there to help, and then Philip gets a gun from his mom and goes up there to help, but then the uh, Rachel is chasing after them because we realize she's in cahoots with Bobby because this somehow gets her the money and she goes running up the stairs. So the movie just, you know, it, we, our climax is, is our protagonist is just a MacGuffin at this point, just being yeah. held hostage by the killer while Stephen and Philip fight him. And then Rachel is trying to run up to help him. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Emma played by Holland Taylor, the old woman near death, bedridden and sick. Gets has gotten up out of her bed, chased her into the spiral, into the the, hit, the hidden passage, Heroically on her feet. The woman who who has to send a fax message downstairs, cause she cannot walk downstairs or even raise her voice enough to yell. She goes racing after this healthy, able-bodied woman, keeping up with her, as Rachel is going up the stairs to go help her son kill everybody. Uh Holland Taylor just grabs the this rickety old spiral staircase
0: and just being held up by like a a makeshift pillar like a big plank of wood is uh uh, i guess keeping it sturdy
1: to a degree (laughs) not only is it spiral it's also a crooked staircase it's it's a crooked staircase and it's made out of peanut brittle i guess because she just is (laughs) ripping boards out of the wall in like full hulk mode like like hulking out for sure I want, it. like, I almost, ex- I don't know, I almost expected her to, like, then turn to the camera and then start telling the wrestler she was going to face off against how bad she was going to kick his ass <laughs> or something. Like, she's going so aggro, and she rips down this staircase, which collapses with Rachel inside of it and killing her. Yeah. And, but the, stair- the whole staircase lands on this old woman so frail and old and she's fine like like her sons look down and are like mom are you okay and she's like I'm good I'm just trapped under here like it was not a scratch I was faking
0: I was faking uh, being paralyzed this whole movie but now I actually am because the spiral
1: staircase (laughs) fell on me oh man that's I mean I I was kind of wondering if she was faking being sick the same way Sheriff Wopat faked being dead at the end of of (laughs) county line because that somehow helps solve a mystery if you think someone is sick or dead yeah but it's i don't know (laughs) what is it it it, like this movie does spend so much time on like setting things up and and you you i don't know you you'd think that this whole movie would be like a swiss watch but instead it's just like swiss cheese (laughs) it's like swiss cheese gaping holes uh perfect yeah, cut cut to black. Uh, you know, run, run across the stage, blackout everybody. That's thank you for coming out to our improv show. Um, I mean, you you summed it up perfectly.
0: This movie, from like the the 15 minute out point to the end, just end-thens itself until it makes no sense anymore. And then she runs into the room and locks the door, and the killer's behind her. And then she is out on the balcony because the window's the only way to get out. And then there's a you know, New York-style um, uh, uh, ladder Fire system. Fire escape yeah, exactly. on this old manor. And then she's wet. Maria and from then West Side b- Stories on the other end of it. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing about this, like, has any kind of carefully constructed, uh, uh, I don't know, structure to it at all. Uh, it's just a lot
1: of flailing around in fake excitement. If this was going to be a movie about getting chased around a mansion, they didn't spend the first half of it setting up. Ooh, secret passages. Ooh, cool room. Ooh, right. look at this window that overlooks this thing. Right. They, they instead were setting up all these vibes and moods. But then the climax was getting chased around a mansion. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess there's secret passages now. Well, uh, all, all right. Oh, I guess she can go out this window. Well, that wasn't yeah. built to. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna start to wrap this up by saying if you are interested in
0: a classic locked room mystery i mean a go watch the original classic from 1946 it's uh, fantastic but if you are like that doesn't have enough uh secret passage stuff for me uh there's another film from 1933 i think it's called uh i think it is uh it's called the secret of the blue room um mm-hmm. which i also watched very recently uh, Completely separate from this movie on my own spook up 2022 lineup.
1: Um, uh, Is is that I'm sorry. And does that one have the Ninja Turtles in it that the (laughs) secret of the blue room secret of the blue room does not. No, it doesn't. But it also has a cat. It it has a
0: cat that kind of gives the secret panel away uh, by someone going, well, how the hell
1: did a cat get in here? um <laughs> wow so cats are really sort of key to the to the locked mansion to the uh, gothic ooh, yeah to the gothic mansion genre. yeah the, the key to the mansion was cats all along <laughs> um i i should say before before we wrap too much up do we want to talk about the climactic uh helen talking scene do we have any oh god thoughts? yes okay i yeah how can we pass that up um uh, so Philip, f- it's yeah go on well i was
0: just gonna say in the original like it's it's such a pivotal moment like they they build it up to like, um, in order to save somebody's life, she has to call for help, and so it it puts it on the character to like have to get past her psychological aspect, you know, uh, uh, hangups and trauma in order to save somebody else's life. It, it, like, and because she couldn't save her family, she thus has to, you know, she can save somebody else by getting over it. One thing led her yeah. into it; another thing gets her out of it
1: yeah this movie Hmm. (laughs) philip has been philip has been shot in the fracas and even though all the bad guys are dead and the danger seems to be over he is dying and suddenly the phones have started working again and she's got like the sheriff's cell phone and the people on the other end are going "Ah, sheriff are you okay should we come help you helen is that you on the other line (laughs) Just,
0: just stay silent if you want us to come help you.
1: <laughs> I mean, also, it's like, wait. The, the, so the sheriff went to this, you know, mansion on an island to investigate the murders that have been happening, and we don't have, we we're not hearing back from him after this storm when he was alone with one of the suspects. Well, I mean, he didn't ask for us to come check, so uh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah, So there's not, like, a huge amount of stakes at that particular moment for her calling no. for help. I mean, because it seems like help is going to get there anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a completely wasted moment. And because it's the one moment that, you know, she can play, and it is completely deflated of the emotionality, like, it comes across completely lackluster. Just, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Helen. I need some help, please.
1: Yeah. First words, 122 minutes into the movie. This comes after she and Philip have confessed their love for you, or at least Philip has confessed his love for her, when it's like Again, you don't these two people don't seem to have any relationship. They just were in a house while some yeah. murders happened and then well, Philip got shot. Like this uh, this thing's not gonna last, is what I'm no, saying. No, of
0: course it's not. This is one of those weird holdovers, I think, from early Movies and and stories where people meet and fall in love immediately, uh, mm-hmm. but really that was I think code back in the day, um, <laughs> where mm. for horny like you could mm. like yes they they just want to fuck and they can't fuck until they're married and they can't be married unless they're in love therefore. I love you just means let's get dirty,
1: and it's just funny that in a movie as kind of horny and sexually frustrated as this <laughs> one, that they still have to use that old time like they they don't have to use any old timey codes to have Debbie Dunning in a in a bikini, but they do but they do right. have to for for this. I think that code that coded language just kind of got
0: lost to time, and people just kind of found it a quaint thing that people fell in love in movies overnight
1: yeah i mean props to the movie speed where sandra bullock and keanu reeves talk a lot about how relationships that form under traumatic circumstances never <laughs> work out and they agree to just base theirs on sex that's yeah. like you know a very a very realistic depiction of relationships thank you speed <laughs> um i like speed a lot more than the spiral staircase the, this version at least i'll go watch the other yeah. one but i think i i think that i think that the action thriller speed much better movie more competent more I... involving better acted better effects mm. more exciting mm-hmm. i mean you make um, a compelling case uh, i think i gotta watch speed again to really know if i agree with you but you know speed also i think really spoke to my personal experiences with uh, public transit in la uh, spiral staircase <laughs> she does ride a boat uh, not a boat she rides a bus to the town. Yeah. So I true. guess that's good public transit representation. Yeah. uh You know, so, uh, but still, I think speed, yes, still speed is better. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, don't watch The Spiral Staircase, although it's very easy to find on YouTube if you want to disobey us. And I, I, listen, you say
0: don't watch it. I say, you know, there are worse things you could do with your time. It's, you know, if you like this sort of thing, you know it's not good uh, i'm not saying it's a good use of your time but uh, you know i've definitely i would rather watch this again than crazy on the outside okay
1: yes that's true but but you're assuming that that those are the only two options for things i i would i <laughs> I, I say that if the weather is okay where you are right now or even if it's a little bit rainy take take an 88 minute long walk <laughs> and take some deep breaths maybe listen yeah. to a podcast you like well, that's certainly. going to be a more yeah you know that there's a better experience than this like and Agreed. even if you want to watch a kind of trashy movie watch a trashy bad movie that looks better than this heavily pixelated <laughs> like 4 480p right. youtube rip uh no, look I'm, I'm not you know do what you want people i'm not trying to negate your experience land this movie was an enjoyable watch and i liked it i just also want to be a good steward of our, our listeners time that's fair yeah yeah okay despite the I fact mean- that i keep making this podcast with you every week, which is wasting their time. <laughs> um, There you have
0: it. You have good cop, bad cop. Make the choice for yourself whether or not you want to watch this. Uh, just search yes. The Spiral Staircase 2000 on YouTube, and it's there, uploaded by Patty. So thank you, Patty, yeah. for this week's yes. episode. Th- th- thank you, thank you Patty, for you. giving us this. <laughs>
1: And in fact, um, the first
0: the first comment on here just says, um, "I've always I always appreciate those who take time and effort uh, to provide hard to find entertainment to others in the form of uploaded rare productions." So thank
1: you, Patty. Yes, thank you, Patty. Preserving preserving the arts uh, in a way that uh, HBO Max is not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. it. I mean, do you have any other final thoughts about this movie? Um. No,
0: not really. I had a good mystery science theater type of time watching it. Um, I uh, now know what lightning machines cost, and for that, I'll always have this movie to thank for. Um, that's all I got. We all
1: learned something. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I guess uh, I guess all I'd say is, um, is yeah, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Sheriff Bell, you know, pouring <laughs> one out for you. I hope yep. that I hope that Sheriff Bell's best friend, the sheriff in the neighboring county, like, gets on. Well, I mean, I guess the case has been solved at this point. So there's yeah. really nothing to to investigate. Right. I don't know. I just, I, I came into this movie very sensitive to what happens to a community when a sheriff goes away. And um, <laughs> I, I hope I hope they find a, a new one to stop any more cat-related murders. <laughs> well, stay tuned for the sequel. Um, okay, then. <laughs> That's uh... Spiral Staircase all in. <laughs>
0: No way back. Here's, uh, we're going to transition to um, not talking about this movie anymore. Uh, I'm surprised we... we made it this far. I know. Before we leave, uh, I just want to give people a little bit of an update on what to expect uh, from us. Um, we More of this. <laughs> Less of this, actually. Uh, this is the last movie episode we're going to be doing before getting into our final season eight uh, of Home Improvement. So, That's the show. That's what we originally started podcasting about. Yes. (laughs) It's been a while. Um, You know, we've taken this time because we were both going to be out of town. We had some odd things going on, weird scheduling things, hard to commit uh, to a weekly thing. So and I think I just needed to get my head on straight. Before we entered our final season.
1: Uh I needed some time to reflect on how great it's gonna be to have one more season with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, my best friend is Randy Taylor. Like I am so excited. We have twenty-five more episodes with him. It, just to see him in every single one of the remaining <laughs> home improvement episodes is gonna light up my life. And honestly, thinking about that, um it brings a smile to my face. I can't wait to start this new season. I think it's gonna be a real positive vibe. <laughs> so, uh
0: we're going to take one more little extended break, not too much longer. These episodes, these bonus episodes, have been coming out every other week. So um, we won't have an episode for you next week or the week after, but we will return in three weeks with season eight, episode one of Home Improvement. And we're going to be in the home stretch,
1: buddy. <laughs> yes that's that, that's an ominous thunder so we need we need to start the season before the storm gets here uh yeah it's i'm i'm excited and a little bit scared honestly of just what'll happen to us emotionally and yeah. also if i'm being honest i'm concerned uh about making sure that we get it right you know uh yeah, we've been doing too. this for a while and it's easy to be flippant uh and uh you know i want to make sure that we uh you know, see this thing off in a way that we'll be satisfied with because if we fuck it up, I am not, I'm not doing it again. I'm not watching the whole show and making a podcast about it again. <laughs> we got to so nail it all over this again one. doing our audio commentaries. No. <laughs> we, oh, God. We got, no, we got to, we got to get it in one, one and done. One and done. Um,
0: I guess, you know, uh, maybe, I, I don't know, you can always edit this part out. I, I'm not going to reveal too much, but I will say, you and I have been talking quite a while now about what comes after grunt work and yes, we've got a plan in development and I think hopefully you will all be excited about it. I know we are,
1: um yeah it will be the end of home improvement but it won't be the end of Truman and Landed absolutely not I mean look I'm just going to tell them, folks we're thinking of adopting and um (laughs) we're we're you know it's kind of a raising Arizona situation right now no one will no one will give us a baby but we will acquire a baby um maybe I will edit this out Uh, (laughs) that that can that can be read as a threat we will acquire a baby (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, well, let's end this episode. What do you say? I I, I say great before I say anything else.
0: Okay. Uh, Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. If you want to help us create the show, continue to make the show, see us through season eight and onto the next project. Consider becoming a Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. You can leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other people find the show, and we really want to build an audience to create a launching pad for the next project, so uh, yes. uh, do that. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can also say hi to us over at Twitter or Instagram at gruntworkpod or
1: visit our website www.gruntworkpodcast.com <laughs> Normally you say visit our website at and my stupid dog brain only it <laughs> I it's only the cue if you say exactly the thing that I've been trained for. Um, I, I broke the Babylonian response. This has all been an experiment. <laughs> Why am I drooling so much all of a sudden? What are you doing to me here? Uh, Honestly, I'm drooling because I have like there's like three crackers on a plate right in front of me that I've been looking at for the past ooh. hour wanting to eat, but I'm not gonna do it into the microphone. Cheese and crackers <laughs> sounds that, good right now. Not even cheese, just crackers. That's how oh, that's how bad it's gotten. That's how you roll. You're like Quint and Jaws. Okay.
0: Uh, At our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter and uh, listen to all of our episodes from every season of Grunt Work Home Improvement. Our bonus episodes—they're all there. Scan them, look them up, and listen them in your earbuds. I almost scan
1: them, print them out, sign them, use your dot matrix printer, (laughs) send it to the kitchen with a request. Have, have your maid bring your iPod <laughs> up and set it up outside the door play it loudly oh god until three weeks from now when we bring you another episode of home improvement I've been Landon Solano I've been Truman Caps and remember if you've been traumatized into muteness, the best way to stop being mute is to just have more trauma and then it just goes away <laughs> Maybe we're not alone.